I think at any time, Julian, relationships are challenging anyway, but I suppose. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. When you put this unprecedented uh, pandemic into the mix of that, it is really very, very challenging for couples. And I suppose, in a sense, all of our lives have been very much turned upside down. And the norms that we knew, the routines that we have are all totally changed. And I know that, you know, from early March, let's say, I have been working a lot with couples. And a lot of what has been my experience is that for couples who felt there were issues anyway and had been kind of glossing over the issues maybe in a sense, with lockdown and with being at home um, much more uh, uh, time together, that really they began to kind of look and see what's going on here. And some people came to counselling to look at that, to discuss that. Some came with a view to separate. Some came with a view to staying together. Some came with a view to looking and see what do we need to do here that we can get our relationship back on track. So, yes, there has been quite a lot of um, challenges for couples during this time. That was a counsellor, Magella Kennedy, speaking on Limerick today about what it's been like for couples in therapy over the last seven months since COVID restrictions hit our homes. So what if you do decide to separate? Is it possible to avoid the courts and what help is available? Joining us this morning, we have Rose Wall from Community and Law Mediation. Good morning to you, Rose. Good morning, Gillian. Rose, if separation is on the cards, but you don't have the money to hire a legal team, you could feel very marginalised. What is it worth considering if you're in this position? Well, an option that we would always advise couples to consider is mediation. Uh, We offer a mediation service in CLM, but so too is there one with the Family Mediation Service, which is a national state-funded service. So that is not means-tested. It's a free service. So for couples who are separating or couples who aren't married but have issues to resolve around access and maintenance, it's an option for them. And it's a way of keeping out of the courts. Um, So what's involved in that, certainly with our service, what's involved is one party will contact the service and explain the situation and then we will either encourage them to contact the other person or we will contact them ourselves and if they're willing, then arrange a mediation. So mediation is an entirely voluntary process so both parties need to be willing uh, to participate uh, and participate fully. And once both parties are willing to participate, they're assigned a mediator who will meet with each party separately first to to get a sense of what the situation is and then sit down with both parties together. Now, at the moment, when I say sit down, it's virtually sitting down because all of our mediation is done through Zoom and online. And I know the Family Mediation Service are doing it through phone. Um, And what what the role of the mediator is, they're entirely impartial. Their job, it's not like a lawyer, their job isn't to advocate for one party or take one party's side. Uh, They're there to listen. They're there to facilitate a conversation and they're there to empower parties to come to a resolution that both parties find mutually acceptable. And there's real benefits to this. I mean, the law and the courts are really important for certain types of disputes, but they're not always the best route where relationships are at core and where the future relationship needs to be preserved. So if you're having a row with a family member or a colleague or a neighbour, mediation is often the best avenue available to try and resolve that dispute. That's interesting that you would actually get involved in things like a a dispute maybe with 
uh, not just a spouse or, or, or a life partner, but perhaps somebody else in the extended family. Absolutely. So we work in the area of community mediation and then also family mediation. So a lot of our family mediation would include, as you say, separating couples. Now, not not always uh, are those couples married, but perhaps they have children together and issues that they need to resolve. Um, and but but it can be wider family disputes. It can be disputes between children over the care of an elderly parent. It can be disputes where grandparents are no longer having access to their grandchildren because the parents have separated. Or it can be disputes between neighbours over things like noise or boundaries or, or whatever. Um, but, but really, as I said, mediation is, is really successful where what you're trying to do is to preserve the future relationship. So if you need to continue living beside that person or talking to that person or working Beside, working beside that person, then mediation is a much more effective uh, way to resolve disputes than going to court, which, as everyone knows, is not only prolonged and costly, but also you have no control over the outcome. It's a third party imposing their resolution on the dispute. So the beauty of mediation is you sit down and tease out what is the ideal resolution of that dispute for you and the other party. And is it true to say, you know, this is maybe a popular myth, that the best result is where nobody comes away 100% happy? <laughs> well, well, I, I know what you mean by that, in that I suppose that there's often a bit of give and take. But, but I suppose with mediation, it's not always about the issue that's presenting. Sometimes it can be that there has been a breakdown of communication and there can be issues that the parties aren't even aware of, you know, as, as the real cause of the dispute. Um, so, so sometimes at mediation, particularly with, for example, neighbour mediation, or community mediation, as we call it, it might be just finding a way for parties to have good communication going forward and having a method going forward if disputes arise, which often they do in any relationship, that they have a good method in place for, for how they should resolve that dispute. Do you think among the general population that there's a confusion between mediation and counselling? Absolutely. And I think there's a communi- uh, that there's a... Um, I suppose, a lack of understanding as to what mediation is generally vis-a-vis the court process too. So people don't always understand that, for example, it's a voluntary process, that the role of the mediator is not to fix the dispute or not to impose their solution. It's, it's Their role is to sit down with the parties and facilitate that conversation and empower them to come to a resolution themselves. In the case of separating couples, their role is certainly not to try and fix the relationship or or to even keep the parties together by any stretch. Um, It's really just there to help that conversation and facilitate that conversation. And if you have a situation where one half of a partner is particularly dominant and tends to get their own way Mm. a a lot of the time, is that something that a mediator can, uh, you know, notice in a mediating capacity uh, and try and rebalance or do they have to stay completely impartial? And if, if one's a doormat and the other is dominant, the dominant person will win every time. Well, it's, it's not about taking sides. And all of our mediators, for example, we have 56 volunteer mediators who are all uh, fully trained and members of the Mediators Institute of Ireland. And part of their training, which is extensive, would be to recognise power and balance in the room. And recognising that power and balance and adapting their skills around it in the mediation process doesn't mean that they're taking sides, but just recognising the shifts that are taking place in the room. But we also offer a service that we call conflict coaching. And that's available for individuals. It's a one-on-one service. It can can go on for a couple of sessions or more. But it it really empowers individuals to um, participate in the mediation process or to 
engage in conflict themselves, you know, in a, in a kind of um, constructive way, if they're in conflict, how, how they should engage with that. Um, and that's really useful in the situation you've just described, where there is that power imbalance and somebody doesn't feel equipped to participate in the mediation process. Um, and it's also good, for example, if the other party, the other half, as you say, doesn't want to participate in mediation, because mediation is entirely voluntary. And that sometimes happens when somebody contacts our service, you know, really eager to, to participate in a mediation process, but the other party refuses. And nothing can be done in that situation. Um, but conflict coaching can be good then because it gives the, the the person who wants to participate in mediation or perhaps where there is that power and power balance the skills to deal with the conflict going forward or to deal with the mediation process going forward. And is that conflict coaching service also free? It is free. So we, we operate a mediation service. Um, as I said, we are doing it online. So it's available to, to anyone in the country now. In a way, it's, it's easier because it's online, because we don't have the, that geographic restraint or constraint. Um, our volunteers are all, or our, our mediators are all volunteers. So the service is free of charge. There's also, as I said, a family mediation service, which is operated by the Legal Aid Board. That's a national service. They have much more staff and much more offices in CLM. So I would encourage anyone who feels they have a dispute um, to contact either ourselves on 061-536-100 or contact the Legal Aid Board, the Family Mediation Service within the Legal Aid Board to see whether they can get assistance with it. Uh, have the waiting lists exploded? Um our waiting list in, in our own service uh, was very high. And, and as your previous speaker said, you know, COVID and the restrictions around COVID, and I'm sure the next six weeks are going to be really trying for families, have really put extra pressures where pressures already existed. So we would expect to see an increase over the next period of time. And we certainly did see an increase during our the initial period of restrictions. And it took us a little bit of time to obviously move our services online and retrain our volunteers in that system. So we're kind of coming back up to ourselves. You know, we've managed our waiting list, but I expect that we're going to see a big increase going forward. I know the Family Mediation Service, which we don't operate, does have significant waiting lists. Um, so certainly if any of your callers contact the Family Mediation Service and there is a very long waiting list that they feel that they can't uh, wait that long to contact our service and see whether we can assist. Okay, very interesting and I'm sure of great help to a lot of people out there who are struggling. Rose Wall from the Community and Law Mediation, thanks for joining us on Limerick Today this morning. Thanks, Gillian. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.